0: This is one of the controversial stories of the Bible, controversial in the sense that the interpretations are varied, hence, in giving mine, I will not pretend to have authority, or that my word is law. What is intended here is to open the debate, as have so many others, and welcome several interpretations as can be gleaned thereof, while agreeing to disagree. The story begins a while after Jacob had received news of his son, Joseph's supposed death, and cried himself to stupor, refusing to be consoled by any of his remaining eleven sons and a daughter. Judah soon left his kinsman, possibly to explore business somewhere else for the while, and it was there he took to wife the daughter of a Canaanite named Shua, Genesis 38-2. Judah had three sons by this woman namely, Ur, Onan, and Shelah. When Ur came of age, Judah took a wife for him, named Tamar. According to the scriptures Ur was considered to be wicked in the sight of Yahweh, and Yahweh killed him. Note that, this was at the time in development of history, as related by the scriptures, when the concept of Satan, as harbinger of evil had not yet gained much ground, despite the fact that mention was made of it, in the early chapters. Good as well as evil were deemed to have come of Yahweh, and when an evil man dies, it wouldn't be thought to be out of place to ascribe such deaths to have been by the hands of Yahweh as consequence for the deceased's evil way of life. You'd see this way of thinking in the book of Job, where though Job's travails were of the devil, yet his focus, as to the origins and solutions to his challenges were to Yahweh, and on him alone. After Er's death, Judah asked Onan to sleep with Tamar, in order to raise children for the former, through her. This would mean that even though Onan would have fathered those children, they'd be considered hers, and his own children through his wife would not be accorded the rights that should accrue to children of the firstborn, as it was in their culture, and indeed many cultures even today. Onan didn't refuse his father's bidding, but while having sex with Tamar, he elected to withdraw, spilled it on the ground, Genesis 38 9. Rather than ejaculate into her, so that Tamar may not become pregnant by him, and have kids for his brother, Now, the next line is very important, and we are to read it very carefully, and the thing which he, Onan, did was evil in the sight of Yahweh, Genesis 38:10. In my view, understanding the thing which Onan did, is key to understanding why Onan was punished, with death. Merriam-Webster. Defines Onanism as, 1. Masturbation. 2. Coitus Interruptus, withdrawal method of contraception. 3. Self-gratification. On the surface, all of the above could mean Onanism, but none of them could necessarily mean the act, or thing for which Onan was punished. This is because there is a context. Context is that Onan was asked to perform the particular act of helping to raise a lineage for his brother er, who by reason of his untimely death couldn't. There's a particular spiritual element to this, because if you paid some attention you'd have found that to Mars, an important key in the maze, name is mentioned in Yeshua's genealogy, Matthew 1 1 1-3, Yahweh is the master of the long game, as with Rahab, of the twelve spies in Jericho saga, alongside David, Israel's greatest king. Indeed, Onan wasn't doing Ur a favor, once you realize what was at play, but he was the one that couldn't have his name written on the golden pages of history, as he failed to grasp the opportunity. Therefore, the thing which he did, which was considered evil in the sight of Yahweh was his selfishness self-centeredness and egotistic nature, exemplified in refusing to help impregnate his late brother's wife, to bring to light Yahweh's plans for the world. As usual, because he declined to allow himself be used to fulfill destiny, either intentionally or not, he was excused and another, Judah, if you're patient enough to continue reading, eventually filled the void, in another one of the Bible's controversial stories. People who unduly raise controversies over the word onanism and its use, often fail to take the story, and the context thereof into consideration. The moralists therefore would not bat an eyelid to condemn people who masturbate to the fires of Gehenna for instance. It is this story, that some of those who are anti-birth control hold on to when they make declarations against methods such as withdrawal, barrier methods like use of condoms and the likes. They rush to bring down righteous anger, on anyone who attempts to rationalize the need to space births within marriages, or prevent pregnancies amongst consenting adults, who want to engage in sexual activity without a desire to have children as a reminder of each sexual act. To them, sexual activity must be, only for the purpose of procreation, as many times as such an activity, can lead to it, because it is a divine commandment, that we go into the world be fruitful, and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply in it, Genesis 9 7, even when the means to take care of many children are simply unavailable or scarce, without recourse once again to context, considering that there were fewer people on earth in those days, compared to the population explosion of our time, which nature has also been working over time to trim to size, if you consider COVID-19 as one of such tools. Sela Kovich. Reference. The Sacred Scriptures, Bethel Edition, and Assemblies of Yahweh Registered, Publication, Copyright 1981, Fourth Printing, 1993. Picture Credit https colon slash slash ww slash robert crumbs